They call it the most drama-filled day in pro-surfing history. Even a Bobby Martinez spray couldn't top this one. Mm. What did you make of it all? Margie's The Margaret River Pro was absolutely the most absorbing five days of competitive surfing. I've seen outside of a world title, a real, you know, exciting world title push. I mean, the Pipe Masters at the start of the year was incredible for different reasons. Surf was just fucking bombing. Uh, it was it was flawless, you know. Like, here is the canvas. Show us what you're made of, kind of, you know, uh, gladiator, gladiator shit. But this, this was emotional on a whole different level, Smithy. And it was either step up, just accept how it's going to go down, or fucking buckle, mate. And mate, they buckled in droves, my friend. Holy shit! It was a buckleathon over there in the west. Oh, it was madness. And it was oh, it was emotional. It was hard to watch. But you couldn't take your eyes off it. The was. Fuck, man, there's, there's tweaking to do. I don't think it's perfect. I don't necessarily even think it's fair. But as a spectator sport, surfing is starting to get to a pretty fucking good place, man. Because, you know, how many heats have you watched maybe in your life? How, well, how many years have you been in the game? Like, And, and not just even in the game, you know, as a young pro- surfer interested in, in what was going on. You've done 30 years at least, right, of, of watching heats and stuff. This was fucking the only comp I can remember where I couldn't take my eyes off it because every single heat was laced. Hey. Laced with poison or laced with glory. Well, yeah, this is the code that the WSL has been looking to crack where they can bring the same intensity and, and attention to you know lesser, lesser conditions. Waves like Marg's, they, they want the same intensity that they get at Chopes and Pipe and uh, the Final Five showdown at Trestles, but they want that that, that intensity in lesser waves and, 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 they and want middle it. of the year. They want it at, at every comp. And they need it for the fucking back half of the tour that in a lot of these, well, fucking in every single generation that I've followed, guys don't come from 30th on the ratings to win a world title. So there's a lot of crew down that back end who are there Busting their humps, man. Putting in good performances. But just don't have that, uh, you know, that fucking terrifying natural ability slash competitive drive to really challenge for the world championship. Mm. And uh, and this was, fuck, man, I'll tell you, it was as good as watching any world title battle, really, when you knew that, like, careers were on the line, dreams were on the line, fucking contracts were on the line. I mean, every fucking thing was there, and it was raw, and it was real, and it was fucking remarkable, man. Mm, mm, The surf was fucking gnarly. It was huge. Mm. Oh, mate, I mean, chuck that in the mix. You know, you're you're dodging fucking waves that are 20-foot sets. Mm. A proper couple of 20-footers, I reckon. Mm. And I think a lot of those people at the bottom end of the draw, you know, as hard as they've worked to get into that position on tour, what they have to realise is that, generally speaking, people aren't watching their heats. Like, the ratings of those heats, they're well down, uh, but not now. So mm-hmm. now there is intense focus on those heats. Um, you know, unless you're a family mem- member, 
<clears throat> or a friend of one of those athletes or you're a fucking hardcore ex-pro junior, ex-QE guy, you're pretty hard-pressed to, to watch a, a round of, you know, a, a third-round heat with, uh, you know, a, a guy who's not inside the top 20. Mm. But, but that's, that's not the case anymore. And uh, now we move to the Challenger Series tour where we're going to see huge names in there. Uh, you know, guys who are household stars in Australia for nine a decade. You know, your likes of Owen Wright and then, mm. you know, last year's top five finals, Morgan Sibley, uh, you know, Sally Ryan, Fitzgibbons. Sally Fitzgibbons. Third in the world last year. We uh, surfed for the, you know, a shot at that world title. Didn't even get through the first four events of the year without, uh, with enough, you know, good results to, to solidify her place. It, it was outrageous mate and you're right yeah the challenger series all of a sudden becomes this entirely different beast it's going to be absolutely fascinating but uh your most drama filled moments from the day vaughn the real imprint uh, uh, the, well first of all <laughs> it's a good question it's a really good question because on one hand you're looking at uh you're looking at the surfing of jack robbo of john john of uh you know, even uh, different little moments here and there, Molly Picklum, et cetera. You know, we, uh, Ethan Ewing, surf performance, just that is mind-melting, mesmerizing shit. And on the other hand, you're getting this drama that is completely concocted out of how the first half of the year has panned mm, out for mm. all these it's athletes. It's a masterstroke, isn't it? They, they've they've oh. completely doubled the intensity of the narrative, the WSL. Like, it uh, is. As, as harsh as it is, and I'm not saying it's... Oh, it's harsh. It's fucking yeah. harsh. But yeah, you're right. They've created as much interest in the bottom half of the draw as the top half. Well, yeah, I think the best way to maybe go about it is sort of... Uh, look, the Matty McGilvray... Sammy Pupo heat was fucking tense. That's that's the most tense I've ever felt watching two guys who weren't even on tour a couple of years ago, you know? Like, the, you had a rookie in Sammy. You had Matty who sort of, like, flickered around uh, the tail end of the ratings last year, never really got a grip. And because Owen was, was on that cusp and whoever, you know, if Matt got through the heat, it just... I was going, this is outrageous. This is exactly what we've been missing out on with Sunset and Halle Eva over the past couple of years. Because without Wazza, the fucking mighty Bell Wazza down there with the lip crew sort of trying to explain what's going on, you had no clue of the, the, the fucking consequences of what's going on in the event. But this time with the cut, you had a much clearer view. It wasn't crystal clear. There was still some ironing out to do. But yeah, man, I, I just couldn't believe I was sitting there watching that heat chewing my nails to the beard going this is fucking gnarly and and even yeah you know like i've spent time with maddie like I, I, he's an awesome kid great dude you know when we were filming postcards from morgues he, he was just happened to be here and we roped him in and we just had the sickest time so part of me is just frothing for him because i know that he's a fucking lunatic he loves big surf and uh part of me is devastated for owen and it's it's you just you're constantly riding that wave of emotions but I think for, like you said, for, for most people uh, who aren't really, you know, I don't know, other than that sort of sentimental love for someone surfing, you're not emotionally invested in how their life will be affected. Uh, it's another sort of, I guess, another massive thing that the tour's got right is this back-to-back -back series on Apple TV. You start to fucking get to know these people. Back-to-back? Ass-to-ass? Ah, make or break? break? Sorry, man. <laughs> Corn to corn, my friend. Uh, but yeah, no, you, you begin to start to know them and you, you're invested in their stories and that combined with the cut and everything's going Such on, mate. Point. Wow. It's like, it's a, it, the recipe 
is so close. Oh, mate. Just dip your little fucking wooden spoon in, lick the end of it, smithing. Oh, yeah, it tastes good. <laughs> it's uh, a perfect storm. It's a ratings bonanza. It it's a full-blown masterstroke. Yeah. Uh, mate, ELO, uh, Dirk Ziff, or whatever his name is, he's going to be absolutely frothing mm. at what his minions pulled off here. Because yep. uh, If they can just crush the rebellion, they'll be sweet for the next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Money and the power, mate. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I mean, in t- terms of drama, oh, India Robinson, I thought she was safe. I, I really thought uh, these two events, you know, she dug so deep to get her place on tour, shaking off a couple of serious head injuries there, and, uh, you know, just looked every bit uh, a, a top five threat, really, but how quickly the game changes. And, uh, you know, just gone, 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 balling her eyes out for, you know, a couple of hours in the... Mm the athletes area at the comp and uh, you know that was the sort of emotion that was on hand it was <clears throat> completely foreign territory for pro surfing like you know especially people who were new to the game mm. uh geez it was harsh far out man we're gonna hear from um in the next couple episodes we're gonna hear some you know on the ground reports of just how hard it hit in the competitors area mm. as these uh you know careers were, were going down the drain but uh that was that was a hard one to cop, but then on the flip side of that, mate, it just doesn't get more dramatic than Isabella Nichols' performance. Oh well, Bella, fucking look. This is how I looked at uh, Bella's run, Smithy, in the context of everything that was going on. Uh, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, is that some people just couldn't handle the truth. Mm. And the truth Always. was, I mean, whether you liked it or not, Margie's was the cutoff zone. Mm. Whether you signed that petition, whether you fucking liked it, didn't like it. Signed it, didn't sign it. You had to fucking step up. You had to uh, basically adjust and say, well, this is my last shot and am I going to make it count? I feel like very few people handled that. Uh, I think, you know, other than Jack Jadson Andre, who's been there that many times, he's been, fuck, he's had the guillotine hanging over the back of his neck for fucking most of his career, mate. No, he lives in there. Yeah, he just fucking, he's, he's under just, the guillotine. No, he's just loving it. He laughs. Uh, Matty McGilvray, another one who stepped up. But uh, a lot of uh, pro surfing dreams got crushed, mate. And, um, you know, as the vice wound ever tighter, every single heat, Bella Nichols was just staring at the cunt, turning the dial, just going, going, keep whining, cunt. Keep whining. I fucking like it. I like the pressure. (laughs) I mean, mate, she had to win the comp to qualify. Mm. Had to win. She just stepped it up. I was feeling it brewing in the last few events. She stepped up at pipe. I don't, you remember that? She, she got a couple of bell rings. Unlucky to get knocked at pipe. Got a huge one. Got eliminated from that. But I think she's the most improved surfer on tour, men's or women's. We've talked about that before. Mm. She, she's just looking sharp. She's looking really powerful. She's really vert. That's another thing that she's got that, that not a lot of the women like to do on tour. They don't like to come off the bottom and... Punch it at noon. Nooner alert. Mm. Nooner alert. Mm. Nooner alert. She's got it. She's got that vertical snap, and uh, that's a full-blown weapon in women's surfing at the moment. I think there's a lot of sort of horizontal surfing going on out there. A lot of carving, which is great. But, um, yeah, mate, so stoked that she'll be heading to G-Land because she, she'll put it in over there too. Yeah, and let's not forget, you know, she had an incredible year last year. One of Australia's most that's consistent right. performers, uh, you know, really May have finished a lot higher up the ratings had she not kept running into Carissa Moore on her way to a world title in, you know, several pretty crucial heats at deep in events. You know, mm. she was, uh, you know, 
a bunch of fifth place finishes, ninth place finishes, and a runner up to Carissa at Newcastle. But yeah, she was just on the same side of the draw as Carissa time and time again. Uh, and it's just not been the ideal start for Isabella this year. And, and that's the brutal thing about the cut is that, you know, you can just have a couple of bad events and all of a sudden you're gone. It's it's so rough in that respect. It it, it it's almost it, it seems a bit cruel. And you were saying, Vaughn, uh, you made a good point. Just maybe extended a couple more events mm. just to let people find a rhythm. Yeah. Uh, maybe change up the seating so so the the rookies uh, aren't coming up against the top dogs and then getting booted straight and, off to a. And also eight comps for the Challenger Series, man. You're still talking about crew, a lot of crew without sponsors. And if you're you're dealing with CT level surfers coming down, and you've got to surf against them and. You know, not they're not all going to turn up to the same Challenge Series event, but they've got to surf in two of them at least. That's two chances out the window. Just take two events off. Don't worry about the top CT guys having to surf them. Let them go and let them fucking fight over it like, you know, little greyhounds on a dish mm. of milk. Mm. That's right. I mean, it's a scary prospect. You, you look at the, the Challenge Series event coming up at the Gold Coast, the entire pro surfing elite there in Australia um, – you know, sure that some of them might skip to Bali. It is close to West Oz, but far out. The chance to surf Snapper with two other people or one other people. And, and you're forced to surf two events. Yeah. It's, it's a no-brainer. You're coming out. There's, 30, you think there's so? something like 36 CT surfers going in this Challenge Series. Well, yeah. It's, it's ma- just roadblock city. It's mandated that 35 will be in each event, but that is, uh, you know, you're talking about the, the bottom the bottom uh, sector of those who've been cut off the tour. Mm. Um, being in every event, so it's it's a bit of a, a play on words there, a bit of trickery. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a load of events. There's a lot of guys on tour who fucking love that mm. wave, uh, and in the women, it's it, it's you know Steph's going to be there, uh, Tyler you'd think would be there. Uh, it's brutal. It's so brutal uh, for those trying to get up to that next rung. It seems weighted in favour of the top dogs at this point. Yeah, because uh, just... the top dogs, they not only do they get the chance to knock you off tour, they get the chance to beat you again in the Challenger Series format and, and keep you down there. Mm. Fuck, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough, mate. Yeah, back to the women's final, though, Vaughn. Uh, you couldn't have picked a more unlikely final coming into that event. Uh, you know, Isabella Nichols languishing down the bottom of the ratings up against a tour rookie in Gabriella Bryan uh, and Nichols surfing for a tour future. Both of them surfing for their tour future. Mm. Uh, Gabriella Bryan, you know, what a result for the Hawaiian rookie. A runner-up. Uh, just a couple of events into her world tour career at a wave that, you know, it was always going to suit her. But, uh, yeah, the second place finish, you know, almost as shocking as Isabella Nichols winning the event to stay on tour. She's basically done the same thing by coming second. She's leapfrogged five places and solidified her spot for 2023, the Hawaiian rookie, uh, surfing for her tour future. Fuck the pressure. The ability to handle pressure and, and, and nerves. I mean... It bodes so well for both of them, particularly Isabella Nichols, who's now fourth in the world, heading mm. into G-Land. A um, couple other right points on the menu. You're thinking at this stage, you know, uh, at that level of surfing, really the ability to handle pressure and deal with nerves is often the deciding factor. It really is. And uh, Isabella Nichols, she's gone from uh, an absolute, you know, just a full-blown bolter to potential world title material. 100%. 100%. Like, think about trestles. Let's just say in that waiting period, the, the best day is a three to four foot day at trestles, right? Well, Carissa and Steph's advantage goes out the window pretty much. Like, I mean, if it's open face, big walls to carve on, like they're going to be the specials. Um, Steph has a lot of work to do to even get there. But, you know, Carissa will be there. Um, but Isabella, mate, with that vertical fin throw, is 
as dangerous as anyone. I really think that if she gets into that final five, it's a, it's a much tighter run to that world title than it is on the men's side where, you know, you've, you've got to overcome three monstrous Brazilian entities and John John just to even qualify. Um, so, you know, that that's a, a big, big mountain to climb on the men's side. But the women's side, just make that finals day and, you, and you're in with a real shot because conditions will really play a huge factor in, in the strengths and weaknesses of those women. Mm. Uh, Gabriella Bryan, though, mate, far out. We've been the harbingers of doom for the... Uh, the Hawaiian, the, uh, well, what do you call it? Cyclone, typhoon, oh, yeah, well, well, uh, high pressure system by the looks of things. More so for the, for the you know, the alpha, alpha women. The, the women who have had their way for years. Just dominated, dominated, dominated. And the signs were there in this comps, maybe. The veterans, you know, they, they've had their back out the last few events. You know, there's been some good heats between, uh, you know, Steph and Carissa and the rookies. But, geez, they, came, they bounced back the rookies in this one. They, they channeled some grit, man. And... One thing I was really paying attention to was that it just seems like there's a little bit extra in the rail turns of the rookies. Have you noticed it's a it's tighter surfing, it's more on rail, they're they're whipping it harder, I'd say almost twenty percent harder in the pocket. Like they really, really go at it. And um they're changing the line. Like the the actual line of, of women surfing, which for so long has been Steph Gilmore uh, and Carissa Moore you know, as the leaders of it, like really pure deep line surfing. Well, th- this is much tighter, more radical, fins out the back. And uh, I just reckon that um, it's happening before our eyes, man. It's it's really, really tight pocket surfing. It's almost starting to be more fanning influence than it is Slater influence, if that makes sense. Mm. And mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. It feels like there's this shift is coming and once the uh, Challenger Series kicks in and we start seeing this little air gen that's right on the heels of your Mollies and your Gabriellas coming in because how's the power of, of Molly and Gabriella? Like those turns they, they were doing in that comp, mate, you can really see that extra bit of grunt thrown oh, in there. The big athletic build and just the accuracy to put it in the sweet spot. Yeah, and especially exactly. Gabriella being a Hawaiian, being so used to waves with long period energy, uh, and that kind of rolling, kind of big open ocean face, just fucking gaffing it. It was great yeah. to watch. It was I'll, awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, great to watch. And I think Tyler was right in the middle between the old guard and the new. But the, those, those, uh, that air gen's coming on the on the heels. I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, Katie Simmers qualify. She's just such a live wire. And man, women surfing. Watch it just bloom. It is going off. And uh, you know, full credit to the Waz because it's all on the back of. Equal pay, equal opportunity, and we're seeing the performances lift. Get back on protection, you mark. Jack Robinson, though, in the men's, the Vortex Shaman claims his second CT win of his career, uh, winning an event that takes place a paddleable distance away from where he grew up, mm. uh, just down there in Preveley. Mate, incredible final with John John Florence, like a full-blown clash of the Titans, and it was hard to split them. Uh, in fact, I'm not totally convinced the judges got it right in the end. Uh, I mean, look, I'll take a win for the Vortex Shaman any day of the week. But uh, I just thought John John's 8-5, uh, which you know, he's kind of opening wave that big of the blow, final. That massive, great Mate, big... There was seven points in that turn mm. at least, and mm. he followed up with another couple. Uh, and I just thought, 8-5, yeah, I get it. Like, they're keeping the scale low at the start of the heat. But sometimes that opening wave of the heat, because the scale's kept low... 
they can kind of penalise you, wipe a point off the score, and then the scale kind of loses its uh, structure as the heat wears on. It's mm. almost like the judges forget how harsh they were in that opening ride because <clears throat> I think Robbo ended up getting a, a similar score for a, a single air reverse, not full rotation, on a big section with a lot of wind, you know, super clean front side grab, super clean, like full billboard poster punt, sick. Mm. But uh, I just, yeah, I found that a bit quizzical looking at, comparing those rides and, I don't know. I don't nah, know where they got it. Right. I think it's a 50-50 call. Like looking back at it, John has the the drop wallet tail throw just on lock as far as a high risk maneuver. Fuck, I mean he sent it. He sent it as hard as you can send that tail blow. There's no doubt about that. Hey. It's a it's a 7 point turn. 100% agree and it should, probably should have been a high score, but the fucking air rev on that sized wave in that wind is the about the most high risk move you can do. True, not out to the flats, not a stomper, but the way that he even rode out through that fucking shockwave was fucking incredible, man. I was 50-50, but I, I thought that Robbo earned it. The thing that I loved, Smithy, was that he was just cool and calm. He was the man with the plan. Mm. He looked like he just had it dialed in, you know, his whole approach from heat one right through. Trev Philosophy, uh, just waylaid for the event, uh, focused razor focused and fuck me mate winning at home like does it get any harder like newcastle had to wait 36 years for a fucking novocastrian to lift the trophy at surface jack baker doing it this year who better john john florence i mean he had to fucking win two world titles before he even won his hometown event so uh, the pressure is just so skitzy and i just think full credit to robbo and his team uh his wife jules and bemmy friends and family whoever's in his corner They've just got it dialed in about mm. what he needs, where he needs to be, how to reach his little moments of peak energy when he's paddling out for heats. Because as we've talked about many times on this show, it's fucking, he's a creature of energy, mate. Like mm. he, he, he'll be high when there's a lot of energy around. He'll fucking be calm when there's nothing around. Sort of moves like the ocean, I guess. But uh, in, in that make or break series, getting a little window into, into his journey, Last year was fucking pretty wild too, hey? Like, I, I, like Medina, my heart was sort of aching for him. He felt like uh, you could just feel the pain of, like, whatever was going on with that sort of core part of his family life. Uh, but unlike Medina, who, you know, basically went from child prodigy to two-time CT winner in the space of his first five events, Robbo didn't make that transition. You know what I mean? Like, he was a child prodigy. But he had to go through years of turmoil and grit and trying to figure out why isn't it happening for me and like all this expectation and he changed sponsors a bunch of times, major sponsors. And um, it just felt like there was a lot of growing up to do for Robbo and he got to do it. Mm. Does that make sense? Because like, Medina was just in the spotlight and charging for world titles with John John straight off the bat. Mm. And so it's... And he had that he had that core network. He was wrapped in a yeah. core network, not only of like the Brazilian contingent who were fully there and backing him every step of the way, but his family, his mum, his dad were there. Robbo has had a very different trajectory. He hasn't been able to rely mm. on those super trusted people um, at the like in the early stages of his career. And he's had to come of age and figure out who he is yeah. on his own. So young. He's so, so young. Uh, well mate, he was homeschooled. He was Doing these surf trips, he had a, he had an un fucking like relatable experience of childhood, like really different. 
And I think that at some point, dude, there was also that scratching at the back of his mind that he might not be the comp guy. Because, fuck, man, like, if he never went in another contest, he would still be one of the greatest surfers and will be one of the greatest surfers of all time. That's such a good point. Mate, he drains those monstros better than just about any human being who's ever lived. Mm. And uh, that would have been fine. But within a year of signing with Falcom, he qualified, he surfed in his first CT where he made everyone look like a pack of fucking half-baked amateurs at the box. Uh, Then he qualified, won the contest, uh, at Heaving Pipeline, uh, the, the Falcon Pipe Pro in just fucking monstro conditions. Just shamed his way through that one. Now he's a two-time CT winner, entrenched in the top five. And he just looks like a bloke who is completely calm with where he's at. Uh, and, and I think that's the space that he's had to grow up and, and get to know himself and the people he's put around him. So creature of energy, uh, a being of like super ocean intelligence, and I think from what we're seeing, a very real chance of being Australia's next world champ. Absolutely. I mean, consistency was key for him in this event. Uh, in two of the, the heats deep in the event, the semi and the final, he come up against Ethan Ewing, dropping a nine mm. uh, in the heat. And uh, John John with an 8.5, you know, pretty much straight off the bat. So he was under the pump right from the get-go, but held his nerve and managed to just find two solid scores in the excellent range to win both those heats. Uh, you know, and, and putting the pressure back on his opponent despite being down huge scores. Um, you know, almost lost a, a bizarre heat to Geordie Smith, uh, mm. who was, you know, almost knocked him out of the event with an 11 in pretty pumping marks conditions. That was the only hiccup of Robbo's run. And he still didn't look too phased. Like, oh, that's what I was loving. He, he just backed himself to get the wave, to get the win. Uh, and yeah, it dro- like, dropped an eight with three minutes to go. Yeah, and, and we're in classic sort of Geordie style, he surfed the heat, one of the heats of the event, uh, the heat before that one, and then just paddled out and got an 11. You know, it's like, I guess it's the difference between wherever, whatever jacks happen and whatever, you know, the other crew who can't find consistency that ingredient is absolute fucking worth its weight in gold, man. Whether it's routine, like for Fanning, it was always about routine around an event. For Jack, I think it's just about managing energy. Uh, for Geordie, who knows what it is, but he needs to find it. And for Kolohe, brother, mate, don't eat the fucking sus prawns. Don't go near the fucking guacamole bowl if it's been sitting in the sun for too long, mate. I mean, yeah, we've all heard about, you know, just drawing lines around the Marg's bowl, but this is ridiculous, boy. I mean, far out. He was, uh, he, he thought he was Leonardo da Vinci in the uh, Portaloo there at the Marg's contest oh, site, mate. It's a food poisoning. Full blown squirts. Fucking shocker. It's so painful. You, like, you'll never be sick like food poisoning sick. It's the worst. I mean, it's a remarkable place to get food poisoning. Margaret River, it's the home of the, the clean, green energy, fucking crisp offshores, just. Everything's just at a premium, premium wine, cheese, seafood, grass-fed beef. I don't know where he's, uh, where he's gone wrong. I don't know if he's just had a, a big night in the uh, truck, his toothpaste, and he's swung by a subway on the, the way home in the morning. I don't know where he's picked it up from, no. but it's not, it's not the Margaret River I know. Maybe, just, maybe just wash your hands after you had the Danny. Uh, yeah, mm, yep, mm-hmm. it's timeless advice that. Uh, just quickly, just want to put oh. the spotlight on, 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 on Robbo's vertical layback gouge. Mm. That thing is an absolute work of art, a thing of beauty, just deep bottom turn, it's so vertical, you know, it's like a traditional kind of Rio section, but he just lead foots it and just pokes the nose and blows the tail. It's such a radical maneuver and, and rides out as clean 
as you like. Oh, I just remarkable turn. The other thing is just it's like seeing Bruce Irons. It's it's on, honestly like watching Bruce Irons, but with a touch of the Andes in there for just the, the added aggression. Like the style is so fucking familiar and so cool to watch. And if you grew up in an era where you know the Irons brothers, as we most of us did, if you listen to this program, you probably. We're right there, right? We're, you know, loving those boys and what they were doing. But oh man, it's it's such a throwback, isn't it? That that style, especially even with the Volcom sticker up the nose, you're just like, wow, this is just fucking. What this? What I always wanted Bruce to do on tour. Robbo's doing it. It's incredible because you know I was on a trip with him as an 11 year old and watching him progress from that kid who looked nothing like Andy or Bruce at that point. You know, he was just a, a fucking preternatural tube pig mm. with this bizarre punt game for a child. Didn't a, make little, any sense. A, a little, uh, what, what is it? a little uh, vortex altar boy, not quite <laughs> full blown shaman yet. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yes, uh, still yet to do his confirmation, but uh, it's been confirmed. Proper <laughs> shaman and. Uh, you know, just looking at his progression, this guy is such a virtuoso. He's such a prodigy that it seems as though he's just been able to simply watch endless footage of AI, BI, and maybe Corey Lopez, because uh, I see shades of him in there too. And and just, he's been able to imitate their style. He's been able to, to study it to the point of imitation. And, you know, that, that's not a... Imitation is, is a form of flattery. Imitation is... You know, it's what it's all based on. Every pro surfer in history has built their surfing off someone who oh, came before. 100%. A- a- and every, you know, artist and it, nothing's original. So just the fact that he's been able to learn an art form, learn a rail game, build one where there wasn't necessarily one and, and build it in the way he's done it, imitating the greats of all time. Mm. What a freak. I mean, how it's quite crazy to wrap your head around that, just to be able to, to learn off video. Uh, how someone does something and per, per, perform it with as good, if not better, style and ability. Yeah, I mean, how many people have watched just endless, endless hours of Curran, Slater, Oki, hoping to mimic their styles and just paddle out and made absolute fucking fools of themselves. <laughs> exactly, in. yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. I just, you know, only one guy was ever going to beat JJF in this comp. Well, I had a hope of beating him. I, I wouldn't have even said before that final started that it, it was definitely a huge underdog battle. Uh, not just the local pressure of, of of sort of keeping that in check, the hopes of everyone, but you know, being able to step up to what John John was doing in that comp again, you know, it's it's five years of absolute dominance out there from that guy. Uh, even though he hasn't, was he there last year? I don't even think he was there last year. Was he? Can't remember. But Philippe won last year, but. Yeah, it's just otherworldly, man. He's just the Margie's magician, turbocharged nitrogen blast, straight into the carby, Formula One rocket ship calves, just designed to just rip dirty great big canyons into fucking 50,000 leagues of Indian Ocean. And I don't know, man. He just, he doesn't really ride waves, eh, John John? He just rides ocean. Mm. That's, that's what he does. He's an ocean rider. Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean, Indian Ocean, Billy Ocean, Frank Ocean, Ocean's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, Smithy. He'll ride any ocean that comes at him, mate. And I just think by the end of his career, we'll see him riding that virgin rocket that you always talk about with Richard Branson in one seat, Elon mm. Musk in the other, Paul Fisher in the back. And uh, they'll be looking out the window laughing at Kelly Slater as he disappears into a crumbling fucking earth. And, uh, you know, he'll just end up on the ocean of tranquility up there on the moon and just fucking carve the shit out of that. There is no ocean this guy doesn't fucking just absolutely 
fall into sync with and ride perfectly. Oh, it's remarkable. Isn't it? Watching you, Matt Marks, it's almost like a different sport. It's like snowboarding. Or there's just a way that he navigates the chops and bumps, the fluency, the uh, conviction in the turns, just the rhythm and flow throughout the whole wave. Mm. You, you watch it and you're like, why can't other people do this? Like, it looks easy, what he's doing. It looks like you know, there's heaps of power and energy in that wave. Uh, and yet everyone else just seems to be chattering around, bumping, fucking, you know, bogging or, you know, losing the rail over a bump. Like no one surfs it with that smooth conviction that mm. John John has. And fuck, mate, I don't know why that is, but that's just the mastery of the guys. It is. Freak. Also, though, it, it he's been exposed again here because uh, that final was a long way from over when Robbo took the lead, you know, and, and I just feel like pressure is just a bit of a fucking Achilles for him because he doesn't like it. He, he, he has been put under pressure uh, numerous times in his career and all he wants to do is surf. Like he's that sort of purist, you know, like when you're watching him in heats, if he's just doing his thing and surfing, you're fucking mate, you're toast. You put a bit of pressure on him and it starts to get under his skin. The, the big difference in the way that they both approach that final to me, Smithy, went once the pressure was on, it looked like John John didn't have a plan anymore. And Robbo looked like he was just zoned in perfectly on whatever plan he had come up with with Matt Bemrose. Yeah. And so uh, what the big difference in the end, in the last three minutes, was belief. I think that John John started hunting around, that the belief wasn't there, that he, could, he, he was going to get the wave or that he was going to do it. He fell off like a couple of sort of crummy insiders. And... Fucking Robbo had the belief. There was just no shortage of belief. Mm. And I think Bemi and Robbo are going to plan a trip to fucking see Santa and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and the Loch Ness Monster after that win because there's fucking belief everywhere, mate. Mm. Absolute chronic belief. Believe you can do it. Believe it's real. It's happening. Pretty pissed week if you ask me. Well said. And, uh, I mean, just looking at the tour schedule ahead, this is shaping up as, you know, a proper title tilt for the Vortex Shaman. I think he is in the pocket to change Australia's world championship fortunes and become the first world champ mm. since the great Michael Mictory, Eugene Fanning. Uh, you look at the schedule, it, it's just, he'd be licking his lips. <laughs> uh, G-Land next, uh, and then and Chope still to come on the schedule. Mm. I mean, there's no one better in the tube, backside, frontside, than the Vortex Shaman. And... Uh, you know, he's, he's become a master in powerful right points, and there's a, a few of them coming up too in El Salvador and J-Bay. Uh, so he'll be at Trestles almost certainly, and there's just no weakness in his surfing. There's that. When it's on, punts, crazy gouges, calves, uh, and tube riding. Like, mate, he's on his way to becoming the most well-rounded surfer on tour, able to, to match the fire of the Brazilian storm, I reckon. Every single weapon you need to take on those top four Challenges, Medina, Felipe, Italo, John John, he's got them all. And on any day, in any condition, he can take them on. It's just that that consistency and that top of his game surfing has to be there for every heat. Like, those other guys, they can conjure that shit out of nowhere. Like, they don't really even need to be at the top of their game, whereas Robbo, I think, has to be focused, has to maintain that place, that happy place, where he's delivering the kind of surfing that we're seeing from him this year and the tail end of last year. Hey. Dog. Oh, sorry. Ethan Ewing Vaughan, let's just touch on Ewing because he's Ewing. in the top five. Wow. Hey. 
Number four in the world, uh, behind Jack Robbo, number three. John John Florence, number two. Fleep Toledo, the Jeep leader's jersey, still at the moment number one in the world, despite bombing out early to Nat Young in the round of 16, uh, lost by point. Zero three mm. to the lead-footed Santa Cruiser, uh, but Ethan Ewing. Wow, I mean, wow, the guy is the guy mm. when it comes to rail surfing. Fucking in an echelon of absolute greats, right there. Curran, Parko, Fenning, AI, BI. Ewing is in that convo. Uh, the way he finishes his turns, uh, just glues the most perfect rebounds to the foam. Unbelievable timing, accuracy, and reflexes. That's cra- you know, it's a beautiful carve. The way he uh, just manages to mould his his body to the shape of you know a pretty wobbly wave. Fuck, Marks is a hard wave to surf, mm. but not for Ewing. Like he just never use loses his style or form, no matter the section that he's uh, you know that. Coughs up, the wave coughs up, uh, and then manages to just stick these incredible rebounds onto what just looks like a, a backwashy, warbly fucking bit of foam ball. Mm. But he just glues it right there, comes shooting out with that little extra squirt of speed. We talk about it when you're in sync. Mother Nature just gives you them little bum taps, pushes you on your way, go, here you go, mate. Have an extra <laughs> little squirt, a little bit of hot sauce. <laughs> And away he goes. Ah, oh, uh, flawless surfing. It, flawless it is surfing. so good to watch. It is so good to watch. He is by far the most pleasing surfer on the eye on planet Earth right now. John John, as a, he's a freak. He, he, like I said, he's an alien. He, he's not quite here. But the fucking surfing of Ewing is just like everything you love about surfing. All your favourite surfers. Roll them into a little parcel, plop it on a wave, and there it is. Ew! And, mate, oh, I, I can't believe the difference that belief has made to this guy's surfing. You know, like, I think his biggest issue has always just been, like, do I belong here? Like, just a lack of confidence. And now that he can see what he's capable of, that he's, you know, able to get big results in these huge comps and take it all the way to the semis like, and finals, like, mate. It's just changing him. And that quiet persona has gone from almost like shyness to this sort of terrifying coldness. Like it's got that unbreakable, unrattleable surgical bond villain. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 changing the way that his demeanor, his natural demeanor, by the way, like he's not gonna change for anyone, but it's changing that kind of shyness that you might have thought was vulnerability into fuck, I've got to deal with this block of cement that has no emotion in this next heat who's going to fucking rip me to pieces if I, if I let him get a fucking clean pocket or a clean wave. Jeez, the back half of the year. You get excited for Robbo. Hewing on those right points. And wow, what's he going to do on the backhand at G-Land? And hopes. That's the big question Bring mark it. hanging above him. Uh, his form... In backside tubes, particularly waves of mortal coniquence. Uh, I mean, far out. He, he's going to be world class, but whether he can and beat the world's best in those conditions remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think, you know, if he qualifies for the final five at Trestles, the big question then is, you know, can the judges give you a world title based purely on rail surfing? Fucking oath, mate. I mean, Morgs and, and Connor, well, they got there on rail surfing. Like, they got there on just pure power. You can get there. Fucking you can get there, it. but can you win it? If, if you think of, let's say, four to six foot dead glassy running trestles rights, 
mate, the judges are always going to give a power carve a big score. I think mm. it's just that the Hail Mary's not there. That's the that's the worrying thing. Yeah, when it come when you come up a against ten a point ride for a fucking backflip. one off backflip is going to be pretty. You know that's the danger. Mm-mm. And the Brazos just with those skits corked but out you, flippy air yeah. reverses. But like, you're never going to ask Ethan to start trying airs. No, nah. never in your life. Well, if you were thing. his coach, you would just say, "Fucking don't bother, mate. Just fucking out power the fucking." Guys, let's it, go. And it's just not possible. There's no way at this stage of your career you can learn how to do a world class punt game. It, no, it's, it looks yeah. stupid when you try. Yeah, well, I mean, we all saw what happened to Parker. <laughs> now, Vaughn, uh, this brings us to like, the Parker was doing the biggest air revs of anyone when he was. He was. Like, That's ironic, proper. isn't it? Like bicycle, uh, you know, some of the greatest punts fucking of my youth went down in that film right. that you made. Mm. And uh, he was a full-blown aerialist early yeah. on in his career, only to then cough up a world title in 09 due to a botched air reverse. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, could have been the complete surfer. Quite crazy to think, actually, what would have happened had he continued to hone that aerial game. I mean, far out. It's a bummer that 2009, that, that world title tilt ended in those circumstances because he might have well been the most versatile surfer and it might have yielded him many world titles had he nailed a punt game as good as it was shaping up early on in his career. Mm. We'll never know. But I don't want Ethan to start doing airs now. I just want him to just keep delivering that smooth as Brings us to the Challenger Series. Oh, hang on, mate. I, I just want to, um, before we leave Margs, Bronte, I think we've just got to give props to our Bront, mate. Just turned up, you know, had uh, had to win the final, Smithy, to re-qualify for the tour. Went so close. Heroic effort at home. Dad Dave there. We love you, McCauley's. We love you guys, mate. And uh, boyfriend Will on the beach as well. Just a, just a fucking campaign. Straight from the heart, and I, I enjoyed every single heat she surfed. Took down Gilmore, Carissa Moore. I mean, she took them all down, mate, and just uh, lacked a little bit of energy, I think, in the semi. I don't know if it was a couple of days of sitting around waiting for it to start, or even, you know, women didn't surf for quite a while on the, on the finals day. But whatever it was, it was such a good run, and I, th- I hear she's getting the wild card to G-Land. Oh, so, please, yeah. just get her in there. Give her a shot at some proper waves, some waves of mortal coniquins. Exactly. Didn't get the start at pipe. Uh, she would have been an Could easily win. weapon there. Could easily win G-Land. Oh, I'd love Easy. to see it. It's, it's a just desserts. She's uh, you know, an incredible surfer and a, a surfer's surfer, a real purist, packs it like no other chick in history at the tombstone, Bartalia Redguard, let's say, but uh, you know, just a proper core lord cone pig hell woman. Mad. And finally, mate, the goat. Uh, not a great campaign in the West and and the, the the fall down the ratings has been significant. I think the highlight of his whole trip was probably the Swellians night and uh, that giant two-meter goat head that we printed out did get stolen and returned to the yelling up surf school i want to say yeah oh yeah i want to say a big shout out to the guys who took it uh look it happened but the fact it got back to who its rightful owners uh tim and crystal and little dashy who made uh, a pretty good handle of the night well played swellians (laughs) well played Golf clap from Smithy and Deadly. Uh, that's uh, classic. I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, mate, I think, um, you know, the goat has had a, a dodgy run, hasn't he? The Aussie leg hasn't been kind to him. Sunset wasn't kind to him. Kind of got through a round over there in Super Tube Boss. Uh, 
he, one of his big sort of points on the night when we were asking him about where he's at, how he's going, you know, without having to sort of say, oh, when are you going to retire? But he was saying he's tired, you know. He was saying he, he's not finding it. And, uh, look, the only way I see Kelly making these finals, Smithy, is if the waves turn up. Like, if Ch- G-Land and Chopes and uh, J-Bay and, and El Salvador actually fire and we have pumping surf, like... Surf that gets those little goat teats lactating the goat froth, then I reckon he'll get interested enough to fucking have a tilt at that finals day, and everyone wants to see that. But man, if the if the goat doesn't get that surf, and it's just this wonky fucking horse shit they keep running first rounds in, it's it could be you know a, a bit of an uh, unceremonious final mm. year on tour, barring the, the big win at Pipe. So I just think when the tour gets to El Salvador, Smith. Uh, get Kelly on the phone, the local indigenous ceremony chief, couple of bakshi salt cubes, mm. fire up the spirit molecule to full vibration, ah. get back in sync with Mother Gaia yep. like he was at the Pupalina and just get the ocean to fucking start delivering for the goat well back said. half of the well year. Well said. I think yeah, uh, a bowl spraying dose of plant medicines is exactly what's going to set the goat off in this back half of the tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can only hope that, you know, as I head into the, the jungles of Central America, there's a brew waiting for me. Oh, yeah, there's a brew. And you know what? Where there's a brew, there's a sacred parchment with John John's neck beer printed on it. <laughs> Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. I just want to throw a couple of props out for Jaddy Andre. Last second, under the lip, hangers to re-qualify for the 15th, 16th, 17th time of his career. The man just will not be put down. He's a swelly and icon. We love him. Sammy and Miguel Pupo, the Pupo brothers having a crack. Brizza Hennessy holding on to the number one and uh, Courtney Conlog in the face of fucking this entire generation shift. Battling, no Spono up the nose, doing enough to re-qualify as well on your court. My dog just fought it, it filled the whole room. I just sat down to watch a movie. It made my wife's eyes sting in water. It made me do a little stew in my mouth. We opened a window and a mosquito flew in. And it smelled my dog's fart and then it died. My dog just farted. My dog just farted. And it fucking stuck. Challenger Series, Vaughn is up next. It's about to begin on the Gold Coast with the Boost Mobile Gold Coast Pro uh, May 7 to 15. That's presented by Rip Curl. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating. The waves going to be pumping. The bank's fucked up up there. Um, let's have a quick look at who we can expect to be turning out in this event. From the Australia Oceania region, Joel Vaughan, Kalani Ball, Kias King, Kihu Butler, Jacob Chippo Wilcox, Macy Callahan, Dimity Stoyle, Philippa Anderson, Bronny McCauley. That's just to name a few. Uh, We've got uh, from North America, Michael Dunphy, Evan Geiselman uh, in the men's. We've got Katie Simmers, the prodigy, uh, Kira Pinkerton, one of the ladybirds, uh, Sawyer Lindblad, uh, Alyssa Spencer, oh. South America. We've got Michael Rodriguez, that's uh, some former World Tour pedigree there. Alex Ribeiro, former World Tour, World Tour pedigree. Wow. William Cardoso, a former event winner. Uh, we've got Sophia Medina, 
She'll be turning out uh, from the Hawaii, from Hawaii, Koa Smith, Josh Moniz, Moana Jones Wong, and how's this name born? Kiala Kennelly. What? KK! I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to what she was doing in the one star or the 1,000 QSs over there, but I'm assuming she had a, a big result at Pipe. And uh, she has found her way into the Challenger Series. Wow. Well into her mid-40s. Oh, mate. Lane Beachley will be dusting off the old rashies and getting out there with the old... Remember the old singlet rashies with the bikini bottoms? Quite the look. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, the look of a reptilian era uh, of professional surfing, as Jodie Cooper will only be happy to tell you. From Asia, we've got Rio Waida, Waida, Ketut Agus, uh, Amuro Tazuki in the women's. She was the, uh, the bronze medal hero. At the Olympics, is that right? Won the bronze in the end? Yeah. And uh, Sarah, Sarah Wakita, that's uh, Tayuka Wakita's daughter, I believe. From the Europe, we've got Ramsey Bukheim, the Moroccan. Uh, Vahine Fierro, the Tahitian French chew pig prodigy. And tons more. All lining up. And uh, as, as touched on, you know, a huge CT contingent, including all of the, all of the victims from that cut. So, uh, uh, you know. Wow. You got Owen, Callanan, Morgs, Connor Coffin, Zeke Lau, etc. Uh, plus some top dogs, you'd assume, who are just going to opt to surf snap. Oh, and mate. The Bring it on, Smitty. The Swelling Army will be down there. That's Morn. right. In Don't forget, uh, keep an eye out on the gram. Keep an eye out on the websites. Keep an eye out everywhere. If you want to join the Swelling Army, you saw how good it was at Bells. Come on. Get on your ice bath. Get on your Wim Home Pop program. We're going to be down there two days. I think the two finals, two last days of the comp, we're going to be down there. Ripping in, Smivy. Join the Swelling Army today. We want you. Competition surfing. Rashies. Oh, yeah. Baby, I can't get enough. Blitz. 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 Blitz.